Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Hello. This week, we're covering Brad Williams' special Fun Size, which is available on Amazon Prime. Before we get to that, Holden, what is your latest hyperfixation? So, last week... I think I said that I was still like super into fashion and stuff and I had like kind of mentioned that I was still into shoes but this week I'm I'm like super back on on like my sneakerhead nonsense like I've been watching videos about shoes like I always know I'm getting really back into shoes when I watch the YouTuber Frugal Aesthetic who I fucking love. He's a fashion YouTuber. He talks about like streetwear and a lot of other shit like that. Um and he was talking about like shoes that were really popular for 2021 mm-hmm. and like his thoughts on them and they were like pretty interesting. This one streamer I watch, Dado, I've talked about him. He's not like a fashion guy. He does like gaming and stuff, but he has a collection of sneakers. And I watched a video, a 30-minute video, of him going through all the sneakers he had, spending about maybe 30 seconds on each pair. (laughs) When it was 30 minutes, you said? Yeah, it was like 35 minutes. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, he split it up into, like, his favorites, what he wears daily, his most expensive stuff, and then he split it up like, here's all my Jordan 1s, here's all my Jordan 5s, 6s, and 11s. But yeah, it it was a long video, but I just like looking at shoes, man. I like looking at how expensive some shoes can be and how, like, some of them are really cool and how i would want them not for like 10 grand but uh i i was mistaken the other day um i was at work and there was this kid wearing a pair of um yellow jordan fours and i mistook them for jordan 5 new tokyos which look exactly the same as the yellow jordan fours which are also like mad expensive but the um the Jordan 5 New Tokyos, it's like a 10 grand shoe. So I was like, is that kid really wearing more money than like I make in a year on his feet? And he's just not, he just spilt an icy on them. I want you to know that I am I am genuinely paying attention and I care about what you say. I do not know what the fuck you are talking about when you talk about shoes. Because it's I, okay. Because I think as we discussed last week, I have, a, I have five pairs of shoes mm. and I wear Vans and I don't even, I think these was like, my current shoe color was called like asphalt blue or something. I don't know. I bought them because they look kind of like shoes I wanted when they're I was like a kid. They're like a neutral shoe. Yeah, no, they're, I like my shoes. But I also at the same time, like I hear people talk about fashion and I hear people talk about shoes. I'm like, man, I don't, I, like, I feel like I don't care what I put on my body. <laughs> I did, I did get a, a count of how many shoes I actually own. All right. How many? 15 pairs. Fuck off. That's too many. I, you know what's fucked up though? A lot of them are high tops, so I'm glad that the the shoe, the next pair of shoes I'm getting are not gonna be high tops. <laughs> but I have like, you know what's really funny too is like five of those shoes are Chucks. Like that is my most owned shoe, are Chuck Taylors, mm-hmm. Converse for the for the people who don't know what Chuck Taylors are. So Griffin. Can I have a little context, please? Absolutely. So, uh, Brad Williams is an American stand-up comedian and actor. He was born, most importantly, with achondroplasia, uh, meaning he is a little person. Oh. Yes. That, that... Well, I'm not saying, oh, like, oh, I didn't realize he was a little person. <laughs> I'm saying, oh, is to, like, I, I just realized, because he has a, a bit about fear of little people, and it's called, like, achondrophobia. I didn't know that that's, like, the scientific name for, for it. Yeah. What is it again? Achondo, achondroplasia. 
A-C-H-O-N-D-R-O-P-L-A-S-I-A. Welcome to science stuff. (laughs) So he's been active since about 2003. Uh, He actually got his start in comedy by attending a Carlos Mencia show. He was in the crowd and Mencia made a couple of jokes about little people and both... Williams and Mencia noticed that the people that were sitting around Brad Williams were afraid to laugh. Uh So Carlos Mencia brought him up on stage. Uh, Williams actually made a few jokes and like that impressed Mencia. And like he and like ever since then, he's been uh, Carlos Mencia's opening act, Um, though he though he Hmm. has um, uh, he has four specials of his own. Uh, Fun Size was released in 2015. He he has five, uh, four albums uh, and multiple specials. Like all over on like um, comedy special shows, uh, but as of albums and like recorded specials, he has at least four. You know, no pot, no 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 definite number here, but it's fine. Things are always changing. Um, but he's he's done a lot, and he's been active for a long time, and he's been in a bunch of movies and uh, TV shows and shit. So, so this is yet another special that I've got mixed feelings on. Yeah. So he actually said something at the beginning of the special, like during the the uh, red carpet, I guess, because it seemed like it was filmed at like a a comedy festival. Yeah, it was like some kind of event, it looked like. And uh, he said something really interesting, which was about like, when you're a little person, you have to be funny. So you it's like, it's something like, so you have something to do with all the attention you're going to get. Yeah, I thought that was really like, that was found almost. It's like, yeah, I think he said like. I'm I'm already getting a lot of attention just by being here, so like, why not make people laugh? It was like something along those lines, is what he said. Yeah, and I think, and that ties directly into the rest of the special. That when he was talking about like his actual experiences and like things that really came from his mind and like his experiences as a little person, that was his strongest stuff. Absolutely, that was his strongest stuff. The kind of racist stuff yeah. didn't really work because because a lot. Not only did it not work, it, it didn't work because it was like tired samey bullshit yeah it's the jokes you make when you're 12 yeah low-hanging fruit that isn't particularly funny and you know he made he made kind of offhand little people jokes throughout the rest of the special and those were kind of funny but i think that again when he was talking about his lived experiences and his real experiences and like how he comes up with comedy just and how he says that like it happens as he exists because funny stuff just happens when you're a little person and like how people react to you is funny yeah that was the strong stuff. That was the really good stuff. So his strongest stuff was actually really, really strong and really, really entertaining. And I'll, I'll admit, like, there were times where he lost me, but he did kind of get me back. Yeah, dude. He had really high highs where, like, we we had a few moments of, like, laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And then there were, like, other parts where it was like, geez, dude, did you really have to go to that fucking part of the, like, he does some parts with, like, the best thing I can call it, and there's some heavy air quotes on here, I hope you can hear it, is accent humor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that stuff is so boring. And not to not to get too much of my soapbox, but he talked about how, like, uh, you know, British and, what was the other one, like, Australian accents are hot, but then he, then the first accent he says that's not attractive is a is an accent for a person of color, which was an Indian accent, right? And that's that. I, I don't think that was it's intentional. Like diet racism. I don't think it was intentional at all. But like, it just kind of shows the way he didn't really think about it. And like, no, no one would think about it. And I'm not trying to get too deep into that right here because I'm not qualified. See, now listen. It's another one of those things that I am like, anything can be funny. The right person just has to tell the joke and you have to write a good enough joke. So I did see a TikTok a while ago of an Indian woman 
talking about how the Indian accent is the least sexy accent. Mm -hmm. And the way she talked about it was because she had an Indian accent. Right. And she was like, do you know how hard it is for me to go up to a person in a bar and flirt with them with this fucking accent? And it was funny. So it was like, it's another one of those things where like, it's like one of those things, you know, oh, if a comedian should be qualified to tell any joke. It's like, that's not really. No, not not every comedian is qualified to tell every kind of joke because you don't know those experiences. Which is, again, kind of going back to my point, this kind of like proves your point. Brad Williams' strongest stuff was when he was when he was talking about being a little person. Yeah. His jokes about being a little person were way funnier than any non-little person. I don't know if there's a, a, a more technical term for it um, than any joke that like a non-little person could make about little people. Right. Like if someone like like if like an Anthony Jeselnik or like a Daniel Tosh made those like little people jokes, like they wouldn't read as well. Like they wouldn't be as funny. Yeah, and not to be like, oh, it happened to me, I can joke about it kind of stuff. But like, if you've lived that experience, that's much more, that's much more truthful and much more interesting than someone just kind of slagging off, uh, to use a British term, like say trans people. Right. Um, because being transgender, I think it's uh, the great Natalie Wynn said, being transgender is incredibly funny, but you have to know what it's like to be transgender. You can joke about anything. Gallows humor is fine, but are you the one on the gallows or are you laughing at the man who's about to be hanged? There's a big difference. Right. I also think that humor like that works a lot better so like if the joke is like ha 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 i'm gay like if i'm gay is the punchline it do- it's funny it can be funny yeah but i'm gay should be the setup yeah it, it's the same thing like we talked about with like abs- shock humor shock humor and absurdist humor is like the shocking thing the absurd thing should be the setup well absurdist humor everything is absurd but, right but, but yeah, yeah like that kind of stuff just uh works better if you actually think about it all that being said i do think overall he is a pretty strong comedian and i would like to see him do less kind of tired material you know not saying that he has to focus entirely on his humor about being a little person but like i don't know a a lot of it just kind of felt like typical straight guys joking around yeah um well i I was straight white guy joking around yeah a lot of his stuff felt a little slapsticky to me yeah and i don't he does like fun voices and like you know that stuff which is like it can be funny but it also gets very tiring very soon right i think i actually think he did like a perfect amount because he he was able to keep the energy up the entire time so like at no point did the slapstick stuff feel kind of forced yeah he kept the energy up and like that just seems to be how he jokes around and that's you know interesting he, he's definitely another one of those people that like, I mean, he even talks about it as well Is like, he just kind of seems like that dude who is like kind of just naturally funny yeah, and no, decided absolutely. to be a comedian. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He, he definitely has like a humor about him. And like he even said, most of his comedy comes from just talking about things that actually happened to him. Well, yeah, I, I heard a story that he, he had, um, cause he, he's like friends with like Burt Kreischer. So, no shit. Well, yeah. I mean, Burt Kreischer's friends with like most comedians because he's, he's he's just a big, lovable idiot. Um, so he went on to an episode of Something's Burning, which is mysteriously off YouTube now. Like it all got taken down and I have no idea why. But Something's Burning was a show that Burt Kreischer was hosting where he would cook. Burt Kreischer can't cook. But he would cook for other comedians and it would be like, basically what they would do is they would get drunk and eat and <laughs> he would make something kind of gross and they like get, yeah. doing the thing he does in like most of his comedy where it just gets fucking yeah. plastered. Gets plastered or gets high. And in one episode <laughs> he had Brad Williams on. 
and Brad Williams was talking about how he got into an NBA celebrity all-star game, uh-huh. which is a thing that they did. So, like, he played with, like, he was in the year, same year as, like, Dr. Oz and shit. <laughs> um, but he, he was at a comedy club, and, uh, like, an, the NBA chairman happened to be at the club. And he was talking with him and he was like, dude, like Brad Williams was just like, dude, can you promise me that you get me into the celebrity all-star game before Dinklage does? And the dude was like, fuck it. And then his friend Adam, who was also on the episode, was like, well, well, yeah, he's kind of like a spectacle. I'll actually play in the game. Like, so he got both of them in there. So they were playing with like Dr. Oz and like, like big time, like celebrities, like, like household names like even if you don't know who they are you don't consume any of their media you know who they are and then brad williams and adam something wow that's real the funniest part of that is like can you get me on before dinklage yeah and then that's the chairman was like funny. yeah i'll do it all right let's talk favorite and least favorite bit there i did it perfectly naturally and i didn't make a big deal out of it until now <sighs> i will always be sad my favorite bit lasted one episode. Here's ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with a free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, Recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. A horse walks into a bar. The bartender says, you come in here an awful lot. I think you might be an alcoholic. The horse says, I don't think I am, and promptly vanishes. You see, that was based on Descartes' famous philosophy line, I think, therefore I am. But I couldn't put that before the rest of the joke because that would be putting Descartes before the horse. I'm going to kill you. Now we're back. I was so, like, 
I was so confused for a second. And then the second you said, like, I couldn't do that before, I was like, it's, it's going to be a, a, corp, a cart before the horse. Oh, my God. How is he going to do it? That really, that took me on a fucking journey, dude. Wow. Good job. Good job. Look at that capture. <laughs> so, Holden, uh, what was your least favorite bit? Dude, not now. <laughs> I, I'm still fucking really. Okay, fine. Uh, no, my least favorite bit... I don't know. I don't know if any, like... like I don't know if any bit specifically was my least favorite. There are parts to each bit that I didn't like. I'm gonna go ahead and say that... I know, I know we try to avoid giving it to the more problematic bits just because they're problematic. I'm still going to give it to the whole point where he was talking about the Indian accent not being sexy because I thought that was very weak. And you even said it was like the bottom of the barrel humor. And yeah, like, whenever you're talking like accents, like that's the bottom of the barrel is to make fun of like the Indian accent and be like, oh, what jokes can I make? Like, oh, fucking customer service and 7-Eleven and there we go like yeah that shit's like so fucking it was tired it's so tired dude like, it's like i get annoyed every time i see what's his name on the fucking simpsons because i'm like this joke has been going since the fucking 80s the guy from the queen yeah. mark uh, apu apu yeah. it's actually like apparently a real uh, a documentary i think it's like literally called about apu talking about like talk which is about indian comedians and like how they've kind of dealt with that stigma their entire lives I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things about it. Uh -huh. So what was your favorite bit? Honestly, pro honestly, it was the one about the threesome. <laughs> Just because it, it's very much, it's interesting to hear about threesomes from like a straight dude perspective, but mm -hmm. it's also honestly like, as weird as it is to say, it's, we, it's interesting to hear about sex. But honestly, I think it's interesting to hear about sex from anyone's perspective to a ex certain extent. Mm -hmm. But it, it was very interesting to hear about sex from a little person's perspective because it's not one we see very often. Yeah. I'm not a little person, so I don't know what that world is like. So that was like really interesting to me. And he also made it funny, but it was also very clear. Like, it's really funny the way he says, like, because uh, he talks about a devil's threesome, which is that is a way to refer to it. I, I had it described to me like the way you say it is it's two dudes. Does that. Oh. What I'm doing makes sense. Well, yeah. Uh, for those of you who can't see, which I'm doing. Is the, I'm everybody. throwing up the heavy. Yeah. Welcome to audio stuff, where this is a <laughs> podcast about audio. Well, it's called the Devil's Threesome because you throw up the the like heavy metal devil horns, and then like the two horns are like two dicks. So Devil's Threesome is two dudes. But it was funny to hear him talk about that because it's a very like straight man perspective. Because mm -hmm. he says like a regular threesome <laughs> is two women and a dude and it's like there's no such thing as a regular threesome <laughs> like I mean you said it yourself. Everyone he said it himself that everyone's a little gay. Yeah. So like no matter what every threesome is a little especially gay for someone. Yeah, he was talking about how like when it's he was like now guys if you're in a threesome with another guy like you look down and that's it. You don't want to, like, make eye contact with your best friend. Like, it was very funny to hear that and just be like, but why? <laughs> There's another person there. Don't you want them to feel fulfilled, too? Yeah, everyone needs to be fulfilled. What is, tell me this. Tell me this. What is the point of a threesome if not everybody is sharing in the joy? Why Why not have that connection? Why not? I, I'm making a complete jackass out of you're, myself. I don't care. I'm out of touch. I don't give a fuck. You're out of touch. I'm, I think that we should call threesomewares literally just three dudes. I think that should be called the Triforce. 
I mean, it's not gay if it's in a threesome. Well, I would say I, I would say that are you, goes. Are for, you referencing the the Lonely Island song? Maybe it's I don't not know. gay when it's in a three way with a honey in the middle. There's some leeway. <laughs> well, it's the not, area's gray in a one two three way. I guess I am, but I'm saying it, it, that's it, the end of the Dick in the Box trilogy, Griffin. Because there's Dick in a Box, then there's Mother Lover, and then there's th- and there's Golden Rule. And Dick in a Box is about putting your dick in a box it's, and it's giving a, it to your bet- not betrothed to your loved one, your partner, I should say, for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. They do. A, they do very very good song. It's a very it's versatile a very gift as well. <laughs> and then Mother Lover is about because it's Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Mother Lover is they're talking about like they get out of jail for the Dick in the Box thing. Because at the end of the dick in the box, they get put in jail. Um, and they're like, oh, shit, it's Mother's Day. I forgot to get my mom a gift. And Justin Timberlake is like, my dad walked out on us when I was young. So my mom's been real kind of sad since then. And Andy Sandberg's like, yeah, my mom's been really sad since my dad died. And then they were just like, I had a great idea. Why don't you fuck my mom? And I'll fuck your mom. And that's what will get them for Mother's Day. <laughs> and then Golden Rule is where they both go to. They're both like, okay. Well, someone's hitting me up to go. I'm getting a booty call. And then they roll up at the same apartment and it's Lady Gaga. And she's like, hey. Oh, my God. It's fun. Honestly, dude, watch them because they're actually really fucking funny. I don't know. That, that also, I, I, we, we've gone on record saying we're not big SNL fans. But that no, also. No, but dude, when it, when it was like lonely, because those are Lonely Island songs. Yeah, but I, I also was going to say, it reminds me a bit of the, uh, the Natalie Portman songs. Those are very, very good. When it's like stuff that Lonely, like all those. Which are yeah, written have, by Lonely Island. They did have Andy Samberg in both of those. Well, they have Andy Samberg as a cast member, but mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if they worked on cast as like writers, but the other two guys from Lonely Island who no one knows what <laughs> um like wrote those songs as well. Anyway, welcome to Lonely Island stuff where we don't talk where we talk about other comedy again. So, anyways, uh I, I'm gonna agree with you that my favorite bit was probably the threesome bit, but that's also because he did uh my favorite kind of humor where he was like, we will talk, we'll do this. We will not speak of it again. We will not speak of it to each other and we will not tell anyone else. Then he looked at the audience, smiled and gave a thumbs up. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, that fucking killed that me That shit is always fucking funny. It's like, uh, like in fucking Jay and Sal- Silent Bob Strike Back. Like, why would anyone go pay to see a movie where the most of the jokes are just dick and fart humor? And then Ben Affleck, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith all look into the, into the, camera and then kevin smith, kevin smith is like he gives thumbs up so hold on out of 10 completely not gay heterosexual threesomes what would you rank this special see because that's kind of tough for this one because there are times where if you ask me that question i'll be like maybe like an eight and a nine eight or nine and there are times where if you ask me that i'd be like maybe a one or a two mm-hmm. so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna say five and a half maybe six yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give it a six because the high like you said the highs were really high the lows was really just kind of bottom the barrel lazy not very creative humor yeah uh so that brings us to the end of talking about the special uh but before we go griffin what funny this week? What funny this week is um, this is a little bit of a, of, a, of a of a weird poll, but I think it's incredibly funny. So in 1663, a uh, partial fossilized skeleton of a woolly rhinoceros was found. Ooh! And <laughs> they recreated it incorrectly, mm-hmm. and they called it the Magdeburg unicorn. Uh, you sh- those of you who are listening, you should look this up. It's M-A-G-D-E-B-U-R-G, Unicorn. Holden, take a look at this and describe it to me. What are, what are we seeing here? 
What are, what are we looking at? <laughs> it is. Uh... <laughs> wow, this is something. It is a uh, a pair of legs with a spine longer than both legs, with a head about halfway down the spine. It looks like to me. That is. Yeah, that is fucking And it's hilarious. got a giant horn. Yeah, giant, giant horn. It's got a horn that's about half the size of its body. It's literally like spine. Ah! Oh, I'm sorry. Fucker! You? Oh, you fucker! You rat fuck! Oh, you cocksucker! Oh, you motherfucker! I'm gonna kill you! Why the fuck did you do that? Why the fuck would you do that? You cocksucker bitch. You sleep. You son of a fucking bitch. Oh, that hurts so bad. Take this away from me before. Oh, my fucking God. Have fun. Have fun editing that. <laughs> oh, you think I'm not Ugh. leaving this in? Okay. For those of you curious as to what just happened. <laughs> this motherfucker. Okay, so. While Griffin was ta well, talking, I picked up a Nerf gun and shot him in the face. I usually keep my Nerf guns out of reach for this exact reason. Uh, but our friend Marcus is up from Delaware, so we are. So I let Marcus use my Nerf gun to wake Holden up when he got here, uh, and I didn't put it back. And I fucking knew. <laughs> it, I was like, "Oh, I fucked up. I should have said put it down." But I was in the middle of a sentence, and this motherfucker just, <laughs> just like he has it in his lap for a good two minutes, and then like, oh, okay, he's not gonna do anything. And he just fucking points, pulls the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> this is the funniest thing I experienced this week. Oh God! I'm so fucking mad at you right now, dude. I'm so fucking angry. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Oh my <laughs> Anyway, that brings us to shut the fuck up. That brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. We hope you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. <laughs> Talk about menace to society, dude. Talk about fucking menace to society. You go you go walk this off. I'll finish I'll finish this shit. You walk this off. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies requests or recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Uh, you can find Holden on Twitter at at Donut Daddy, which is the old English spelling of donut underscore daddy. Uh, thank you once again so, 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 so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.